live from the Hot Stove Lounge. The Flames Talk post-game show starts now. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Okay, Flames knock off one of their arch rivals at the Scotiabank Saddledome on a Thursday night. They do it by the tune of 5-2. They scored four unanswered goals before they traded a couple. And in the end, the Flames uh, improved their record in their last six games to 4-1-1. 5-2 win over the Vancouver Canucks. Welcome to our Flames Talk post-game show on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Pat Steinberg, and uh, let's kick things off on our Flames Talk post-game show by going to the Flames locker room immediately and checking in with your third star tonight, A.J. Greer. Uh, A.J., a a big win for your group and and seemed like a pretty complete effort for your group tonight. What uh, what did you make of your 60 minutes tonight? Yeah, it was a great feeling. I thought every line was going. Uh, Our defensemen were moving the puck well, and, of course, uh, Mark Yu and Nett was, was again, amazing. Um, And that's the, the full effort we need. We went against a big club. It was a big challenge. And uh, I thought everyone pulled their uh, their weight on the, uh, you know, both uh, on, in the O zone and the D zone. And that's why we got so many chances. We were buzzing. We were we had a lot of energy and, and we just uh, kept going at them. Uh, AJ, I, I asked you this question after 20 minutes of play and you gave such a great answer. I want to make sure that uh, if anybody missed it, we ask you again. Can you walk us through what you saw on the Mackenzie Weger goal? You got the primary assist on it. You broke it down so well. Can you do that again and, and walk us through what you saw? Yeah. Um, so it was a good, clean d- defensive zone exit. Uh, Doobie uh, made a great play off the wall, um, gave it to Lindy. I saw it as a two-on-one at first. And then uh, as their pack checkers was coming back, I noticed uh, a black jersey behind me coming um, on the outside. And I knew that uh, if Lindy had, was going to give it to me, that that D was going to uh, come to me and, and kind of squeeze me off because there was nowhere to go. He had a good gap on me. So I was just uh, in my head, I said, as soon as I get it, I'm just going to chip it to the outside and hopefully he's going to have a wide open lane. And uh, of course, you know, Weeks has a great shot. Uh, he put it uh, top left and... You know, it was a great effort, but it all started from the D zone, and that's what uh, we have to do and we have to keep doing is these clean exits. We're going to get our chances, uh, and as soon as everyone's, you know, gets on the same page, it's uh, we have we have amazing offensive talent, and it's going to show. AJ, uh, on the other side of it, and you talked about how it all started in the defensive zone. Uh, I think when it was all said and done at 5-on-5, your group uh, allowed just five opportunities from the slot in this game against a really high-powered Vancouver team. What what allowed you to keep them to the outside as effectively as you did tonight? Being committed to the defensive play and, and being committed to uh, to our system and, and, again, the commitment to want to win. Um, you know, we had some key block shots. Didn't allow them to get a into the middle and as soon as they got the puck on the outside we put pressure on them and and made them get rid of it and that's what we need to do is just uh you know keep being committed to playing the right way in the d zone and then it'll that'll transition to the offensive side of things and a final thought for you the group's now four one and one over the last six games what what are you seeing overall in terms of how this team team game is building i'm just seeing a lot more confidence um you know, guys are, are meshing very well. Uh, we got a little of uh, some young energy c- came in the lineup, and I think that's, that really sparked everyone to to kind of, you know, realize, like, you know, your, your job's up for grabs because, you know, I've been there in the American League. Everyone wants to sniff, and, and, you know, people would kill for just one game in this league. So, um, you know, I, I think once uh, we started rolling, once we started playing the right way, 
things uh, went about, uh, you know, for our group. And the more we play the right way, the more bounces and, and the more chances we're going to get. Um, and, and, you know, you saw it. We had some, some fortunate bounces tonight. Um, so we kept at it. And I think that that's the biggest thing we have to take uh, from these last few uh, games of the mm -hmm. stretch is just keep going and, and, and know that if you, again, take care of the, the, the defensive side of things, you play the right way, it'll open up and, and things will, will come. AJ, really appreciate the time. Congratulations on the win. Thanks so much for doing this, hey? Thank you. That is AJ Greer as the Flames take a 5-2 win over the Vancouver Canucks here at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Your Flames talk postgame's underway. Steinberg with Megan Mickelson and Derek Wills around the table as well. Mark Savard will join us very shortly as well. Flames assistant coach will join us live here in the Hot Stove Lounge. Mick, let's pick up on, on the one thing that I, I think jumped out the most, and I know there will be lots, and, and I've already seen it on our text line. I'm looking at it right now. You know, settle down. The Canucks were 3-4 and four and on the second half of a back-to-back, -back, which, sure, whatever. But the Flames did a really nice job of, especially after the Pedersen goal on the power play. And there was a the first 10 minutes, Vancouver looked a little Harlem Globetrotty there. They had a couple of really impressive shifts and had Calgary on their heels. But Pedersen score, scores. And then from that point on, the Elias Pedersen, JT Miller, Brock Besser, like the high-end Vancouver talent, had a lot of trouble getting to the inside. What, what did you see in how the Flames were able to limit the damage from a really high-powered Canucks team? Yeah, and I, I talked about it on the pregame show, just the difference in the Flames these last, I guess, five games or so, I think, is their ability to ride the momentum swings of the game. So Pedersen scores there, and you didn't see their play dip, and they weren't impacted or affected by it at all. They stuck to their game. They stuck to uh, their structure and the way that they needed to play um, and just kept with it. And really, there was a lot of good things that they did. And, you know, one thing that A.J. Greer talked about was just their commitment to playing well in the D zone and the commitment to their structure. And that was a, a big thing in this game tonight was just the way that they played in the D zone, uh, the shots that they blocked, their willingness to get in those shot lanes and, and to take one for the team. And then also, uh, when Markstrom did face any shots, they kept it away from him for the most part. Then they were clearing pucks um, out from the front of the net as well. So really liked the way that they played in the D zone. And then once they got out of their end, and I mentioned it on the broadcast, was just continuously putting pucks in behind the Vancouver Canucks defensemen who were obviously tired after playing last night. But that's what you want to do. You want to wear them down as much as possible. And when they were in the ozone and they had sustained ozone pressure, uh, they made really smart decisions with the puck in terms of, you know, when to hang on to it, when to attack and a lot more, you know, north, south, east, west plays in terms of stretching out the Vancouver Canucks uh, defenders as well. So just a, a really complete game and, and finishing off with some solid execution. Hi, Derek. Hi. Uh, just out of curiosity, did people have the same energy when the Flames appeared to run out of gas in the second half of a back to back last Saturday? Just wondering. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who maybe they did maybe they didn't um, it's uh, Pat Derek and Megan around the table now let's say hello to Flames assistant coach Mark Savard with us as well we we're just talking about the the way the group was able to keep a really high-powered Vancouver team uh, to the outside in this game what what allowed you or your group to do that what did you like in your ability to do that tonight 
Well, it, I mean, let's be honest. We, we didn't start the way we wanted to. We started a little slow, but proud of the guys for sticking with it. I thought the second period we got our legs. It was almost like it was a road period for us, the first period, unfortunately, but we stuck with it. And then, like you said, we kept in the outside. In the, we played in their zone, though. Let's be honest. We were in their zone a lot tonight, which is which is the best defense, right? It's a good offense. So we were moving. Pucks guys were moving. We've been working on that a lot, trying to be more active in the in the offensive zone, and we saw a lot of that tonight. So uh, hats off to the guys. Uh, they, they played a hard game in, in the second and third period. And the, the forward lines have changed quite a bit over the <laughs> over the course of the season. Uh, just wondering uh, what you thought of kind of the way that they ended up. Obviously, they, they ended differently than the way that they started. But what did you like about the lines? Well, again, you know, we got guys that, you know, started on the fourth line, like you're saying tonight, like Dubé. And, and you know, it's good for those guys when they do work and they get an opportunity to move up. And, and I think that's that's great right now. And, and right now, Dubé's had a good start and he got an opportunity to move up tonight. And like you said, we've been moving guys around trying to find some good combinations. But I think it comes down to who's ever going is going to get an opportunity. And I think that, you know, even when I was a head coach, that's kind of how I coach. If someone's going, they're going to move up. And, and that makes your the bottom guys more hungry hungry and, and they get an opportunity so I think a lot of that is what's been going on. Jonathan Huberto and Elias Lindholm have been taking a lot of heat of late and it's funny on the Daily Calgary Flames roundtable today I said you know if, if they could have a two or a three-point game you, you wonder if that gets them going and Huberto with a goal and an assist Lindholm with a goal and two assists I know you were happy to see them have a game like they had tonight but what did you like about the way those two guys played? Well, I, I think first and foremost, they played the right way. And, and you know, you, you try and tell your players that all the time. And, and when they finally start to believe, they, they get better opportunities. And, and a little thing like Hubie on that last goal that they scored, I know was an empty netter, but he's just in the right spot. You know, he's, he's inside the dots, he's at the top, and he breaks up that play and they score. But again... There, let's be honest too with this. There's, there's been a lot of outside noise, so mm-hmm. I, I'm really proud of this group how we've stuck with it. Um, you know, especially Hubie. Uh, you know, he's gone through a tough time, and, and we're trying to work with him, and, and he's staying positive, and, and I'm really happy for him. And same with Lindy, he's been snake bitten a bit. He's had his opportunities, and uh, it's good to see a guy like that stay with it. But again, both guys uh, played huge factors tonight in the in the win, and and being a point guy myself, and I, I know that's what gets you excited <laughs> again. So if you can build off of that and uh, keep rolling, uh, we'll, we'll all be happier. Point point guy and a tape job guy. Those yes, two, those <laughs> and, and and I did tape Lindy's sticks tonight, so that's oh. just a, oh. a, little, a little secret there. I guess you'll be doing that before the next game, too. Yeah, he's already saying it. Let's go. Let's go. So That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, assistant coach Mark Savard is with us. Uh, another really strong game. I know they don't get on the, the score sheet, but, boy, that cadre line was in the offensive zone all night long. Pospisil's been a, a really nice compliment, but I wanted to ask specifically about Kadri and Zeri and why their games have complemented one another the way they have. What have you seen? What's made those two a really formidable duo? Well, you know, we all know Naz is a guy who wants the biscuit, and uh, Zari is able to make plays, and and it's nice to have a guy. You know, we you know besides Hubie, and we don't have a lot of playmakers, and I think Zari fits that role really well. Uh, and, and I think they've they've just fed off each other, and I think you know it, it's bringing some life to Cods too, playing with the young guys. And I thought Pospisil tonight, you know, it, you know, not only I, I think he bit, made a big change in the game when he when he when he hit Hughes there, got Vancouver a little riled up, and that kind of took him off their game. So. Apostle does a lot of little things well, and uh, he can skate, and, and he's physical, and, and he gets under guys' skin. Even in our own practices, it's funny. He gets out there, and he's just working. That's all he knows what to do, and he gets our guys a little riled up too. But, uh, you know, that line's brought a lot to the table for us. 
Yeah, and in terms of uh, the offensive side of things, obviously with five goals, one's an empty netter, but just looked like there was a higher level of comfortability in terms of possessing the puck and waiting for the right opportunity to kind of jump into the, the open areas and the seams. What did you see in terms of the offensive play from the team tonight? Yeah, that's a good eye because, you know, a lot of times we lead the, the, win the game in shots, but there, there's a lot of outside and stuff that you wouldn't really throw. So we did, we had a lot of shots tonight, but like you said, it was more penetrating the middle. You know, the first we were on the outside, and if you remember, we were moving it around. We didn't get anything in the middle, so that was a big talk. Let's get pucks to the middle. Let's get our speed and get in the inside, and, and we did that. And, and like you said, that, that uh, created a lot more offense for us. How important is getting some offense from the defense? And I want to ask you about two defensemen in particular. So Mackenzie Weger, four shots, 11 attempts, and a goal. Noah Hannafin, three shots, five attempts, and a goal. How much can that help the team, not just when they're producing points, but maybe in creating a little bit of chaos that leads to some goals for other guys? Yeah, you know, we, we want our D involved. That's that's a big change, I think, from last year. I, we want our D involved. We Even in that first period, you know, we, we wanted more shots. We didn't take those attempts like you're talking about, so that was another thing we talked about between periods. And, yeah, we, it's only going to help. I mean, we, we can, we'll take offense from anywhere we can get it, right? <laughs> so, again, if, if our Ds put more pucks at the net at the right times when we have guys there, again, it, it's going to pay off. So, again, tonight, as the game wore on, we had guys at the net. We've been working on scoping out. That's kind of a guy at the net. Instead of getting behind the defense, let's get in front of them so when that shot comes we can get a tip on it because a lot of guys now are standing in front of you blocking shots and then it goes down the ice so we've been working on that a lot more movement and it uh, looks like it's paying off 4-1-1 one, and one in your last six what uh, what do you like about the way the team game is building right now from your group yeah well it, you know obviously Husk has put a system in and it's it's taken a little bit of time to, to get a you know acquainted to it and getting used to it but again we're, we're building off it we're starting to get more comfortable with what we're doing and it, you know it's feeding through the team but again we have to skate we have to work we're not a team that has you know let's be honest we don't have the Pedersen the Horvats the you know all these other guys millers and you know what i mean so we have to bring the the lunch pail attitude but again we do have skill and when we're moving like we showed tonight we're going to get a lot more opportunities that'll lead to goals uh appreciate the time mark thanks for doing this and congrats on that tape job thank you very much <laughs> uh mark savard flames assistant coach following a 5-2 flames win over the vancouver canucks here at the scotia bank saddledome wilsey uh I, I guess you'll have to be taping up um yeah. elias lindholm stick come saturday's game against the new york islanders you can't you can't stop that now no uh and there might be a few other guys lining up for uh mark savard tape job after uh, what we saw here tonight but man oh man I just tweeted it. Elias Lindholm and Jonathan Huberto needed to have a night like tonight. And I really do wonder if a game like this can get one or better yet, both of those guys going. And how impactful would that be for the Flames? If your number one left winger suddenly starts playing like one, and if your number one center suddenly starts playing like one. I mean, those two guys could help this team win a lot of hockey games. From a human perspective I'm just really happy for both guys just the look on Jonathan Huberto's face when he scored what was a really nice goal I said after he looked up into the heavens said uh, 10 our fathers 10 Hail Marys and thank the Lord for helping him snap his what 11 game goal to streak you could just tell that uh, a thousand or maybe a million pounds just came off of his shoulders when he put that puck in the net and I, I know that uh Anything that I do in life is easier to do when I don't feel like I've got the weight of the world on me. So 
hoping this uh, game and this win uh, help Huberto and Lindholm become the players we know they can be because we've seen it for, for years and years from those two guys. Yeah, and I had a, a great chat with Jonathan Huberto Pep talk. this morning, as you guys know. Yeah, it's uh, Elias Lindholm's getting tape jobs from Mark Savard, and uh, <laughs> Jonathan Huberto's getting pep talks from me. <laughs> um, but no, I had a, I had a great chat with him, and uh, just in in terms of you know how how he's been able to stay positive. And he said that he's been trying to find kind of the small wins and the small victories in every single day, but that it has been hard to stay positive. And you, you mentioned it, Wilsey, in terms of, you know, on the human side of things, you think of if there's negativity just constantly hammering you down and coming down on you, like that is so, so heavy. So kudos to him for for really coming out and, and for sticking with it and, he said that every day he just shows up and he and he does his best and he works his tail off. And my biggest takeaway from my chat with him is, like, this guy cares a lot. And not just for himself. He wants to be better for his team. He wants to be better for the city and for the fans. So just really, really happy for him in, in the way that he played tonight. Um, <laughs> I met mentioned it after the game I I told him you know to go out and f some stuff up and kind of play with you know maybe a little bit more of an edge and uh, so it was it was really great to see but you look at individual performances from the entire team and Elias Lindholm like you mentioned but uh, Mackenzie Weger and Noah Hannafin Martin Pospisil Nazem Kadri was great again Jacob Markstrom Nikita Zadorov was awesome as well. Chris Tanev, a big block. Michael Backlund, Blake Coleman, great as they always are. I mean, I could probably, oh, AJ Greer, can't forget him, go up and down the lineup in terms of guys that just had really great games. So, you know, that's what it's going to take, like Mark just mentioned, is a, a full team effort from this group. Pat, it sounds like Megan's going to have about 12 Hardest working flames tonight. Yeah, which is where we're going. Which is where we're going right now. Um, by the way, the after a really rough game against Montreal, the backland line with Huberto and Coleman was uh, almost seventy nine percent possession, uh, and the Cadre line was up over sixty five percent again. Both really strong. So they had two lines really going tonight. And uh, I thought the whatever line AJ Greer was on tonight, because uh, there was a bunch of different fourth lines that was really good as well. Let's get to tonight's hardest working flame. Brought to you by Canyon Plumbing and Heating. Are you the hardest working plumber or HVAC tech? Canyon is hiring. Send resumes to jobs at canyonplumbing.com. All right, Mick, who is uh, tonight's hardest working flame? Oh, this is a tough one. I mean, honorable mentions to pretty much everyone I just uh, <laughs> ripped off there. But I think I'm going to give this one to Dylan Dubé. Um, he made a great play. Um, on the goal by Mackenzie Weger. He wouldn't have gotten an assist on that, but it was because of his play along the wall in the D zone that they were even able to get out of their own end, and that's what started the rush. He gave the puck to Elias Lindholm, who skated it up the ice. And then also the play that he made um, on the goal that he scored. He got clobbered into the boards, questionable hit and then gets up doesn't complain whatsoever like you pointed out during the game Wilsey goes straight to the front of the net and goes to a hard area right after getting clobbered and scores a a massive goal but also he's been just 
kind of bounced around the lineup. I know everyone kind of has, but, you know, demoted to the quote-unquote fourth line and has been playing with limited minutes but just has has really battled. So I really liked his game and and the way that he played uh, all over the ice. It is Dylan Dubé as tonight's Hardest Working Flame brought to you by Canyon Plumbing and Heating. Want to get recognized and rewarded for your achievements? Learn from the best. Send your resume to jobs at canyonplumbing.com. Final score, Flames take a 5-2 win over the Vancouver Canucks here at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Uh, it's Megan Mickelson, Derek Wills. My name is Pat Steinberg. By the way, our marquee matchup brought to you by Country Hills Toyota. Kind of a, a measuring stick night for the Flames against what was the number one team in the West. Vegas won tonight. Vancouver lost, so that'll switch. But Flames played the Canucks well and uh, full marks for a 5-2 victory this evening. The phone lines are open at 403-240-4444. Text line open at 960-960. We'll get to your phone calls. We'll get to your your text very shortly on this Thursday evening. Uh, but before we do that, and before we hear from head coach Ryan Huska, let's get some final thoughts from our broadcast crew, uh, Megan Mickelson and Derek Will, starting with Mick. Yeah, a, a lot of things to like. Um, I would say the best game from the Calgary Flames so far this season, just in terms of you know their structure in the D zone, the way they moved through the neutral zone, and then being able to execute in the offensive zone. So uh, a lot of great things, a lot of individual performances that contributed to what ended up being a really solid team effort and uh, I think you you know you enjoy the win but the I guess I can say former hockey player now mindset in me thinks no once a hockey player always a hockey player (laughs) you know on to the next she's retired Pat yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah I'm retired it's in it's in the rear view but Um, I was going to say, you know, on to the next. And you use this momentum. You take all of those good things and you let that build on the belief that's in the room uh, and you go after the next two points on Saturday. I feel like it's snuck up on some people that the Flames have gone 4-1-1 and have picked up nine of a possible 12 points in their last six games. It doesn't really feel that way, does Mm -hmm, it? With all the heaviness that there's been around here. And... Nazem Kadri, who is in year two of a seven-year contract. Uh, Reports came out earlier this week that he wasn't interested in being here for a rebuild. Fair enough. That's not what he thought he was signing up for. But then when he was asked about it yesterday, he basically said, wait a minute, like, I still believe in this team, and we can still make some noise. I'm paraphrasing, of course. So when I chatted with him this morning, I asked him about that, and he still believes in this group. And we just had Mark Sabard on talking about all of the outside noise. And, yeah, as managers and coaches and players, you try to block it out. But as you know, Megan, that's hard. It's coming at you from every angle. They're hearing it. Mm -hmm. They're hearing about talk of a retool or rebuild or, you know, some people want them to blow it all up. There are a number of guys who are committed to playing hockey in Calgary well beyond this year. I, I mean, Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger are in year one of eight-year contracts. Nazem Kadri in year two of a seven-year deal. Do you think these guys want any part of a rebuild? Nope. And they're starting to play like it. And I do wonder if, as much as they try to ignore the outside noise, they've heard it because they can't help but to hear it. And they're like, you know what? If if we want to stop Craig Conroy from 
rebuilding or, or retooling, it's up to us. You know, we, we always used to hear Brad Treloving say, I take my cues from the players heading up to the NHL's trade deadline, right? Well, I think in a way, Craig Conroy is waiting to take some cues from his players right now. Because, you know, they lost six in a row. If, if they have another long losing streak, he might not have a choice. He might have to pivot. But if this team continues to trend in the right direction, which they have been by picking up nine of a possible 12 points in their last six, those cues are a lot different. So I'm anxious to see where they go. Uh, individually, a couple guys get off the schneid tonight. Two are the most important players on this team in Jonathan Huberto and Elias Lindholm. I can't wait to see if they can build off of really good games tonight. And I'm looking forward to seeing if the Flames can continue to build off of what has been their best stretch of hockey this season. How, uh, how much do you believe in the, the U.S. Thanksgiving thing? I think it's important, but it's not the be-all, end-all. You? I agree. Be curious to see where they are. There yeah. is, it's one week from today. They're so. inching closer to a playoff spot. Now mm-hmm. it's way too early to talk about playoff spots, but that's kind of what the U.S. Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's that's what it's all is. about. Yeah. Is the whatever it's like ninety five percent or whatever right. it is that the, if you're not in or you're in and all that type of stuff. So it's a week away. So I'm just curious to see where they end up being, uh, where they end up, or where they will end up being come U.S. Thanksgiving in one week's time. And uh, right now they're four points out of the second wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Just, Mm-hmm. To update that. Um, I thought it was too early to be talking about playoffs. <laughs> well, you brought it up, so it's your fault. <laughs> I'm just saying what you said. Everyone, um, everyone's talking about playoff spots. Okay, uh, we won't talk about, about, about it anymore until U.S. Thanksgiving, okay? <laughs> Flames have uh, won back-to-back games for the second time this season. They'll go for their first uh, three-game win streak Saturday against the New York Islanders. For now, see you both at practice tomorrow. Be well. Bye, Pat. Uh, Derek Wills, Megan Mickelson signing off on this Thursday night following a 5-2 win over the Vancouver Canucks is here from head coach Ryan Huska. He just finished up in the uh, Ed Whalen Media Lounge. Right now, here's the head coach of the Flames. Uh, Ryan, I feel like everyone in the arena could feel, I mean, the crowd went nuts for Jonathan Huberto scoring. You could see your players were so happy for him. It's just got to be great to see him get rewarded for his yeah, work. Eh? For sure. I mean, it was. I thought it was cool. Like, we have great fans here, and what they do recognizes hard work. And you could see that from him tonight. So when he gets rewarded, it was it was nice, and it it goes a long way for a player that is really working to find his way. So, yeah, we're all happy for him, and it was good to see him score that. Is there a set, like for a coach, you you work with them, you know, you reinforce good things you're doing, you try to boost his confidence, but probably nothing changes things like actually seeing what in the back of the desk. Does it change things for you at all? Uh, in regards to... Get a sigh of relief for him in some ways? Uh, like I, I mentioned, uh, happy for him for sure. Um, but now he's got he's to find a way to do it again uh, against the Islanders. So, um, And that's what he wants, and that's what he, he strives for. He wants to be consistent. He wants to be a guy that is on the ice at the right times. And uh, we talked this morning about playing with Michael and Blake. They're, they're two guys that have a real connection, and they're hard workers. And I think um, um, Hubie put his hard work hat on tonight too. You've spoken a lot this year about sort of how you want your team to play and the style of game you have to have to be successful. I guess, would you say this is sort of a, a, an example of sort of the template for what your team needs to look like? Yeah, I think it's getting there. I think it's getting there. We did a lot of good things in the second period. That's one area that we were uh, really happy with after the game was the pace that we had in the offensive zone, where I think we were able to um, wear a team down that was on a back-to-back with tough travel, and I, I think we, we took advantage of that in the second period, and they had a hard time recovering in the third. 
It's two straight games where you guys have allowed two goals. You almost only scored twice, which hadn't happened often earlier in the season. I mean, what's been what's been the key to the improvements? Just in keeping um, those out of the net. Uh, well, the same thing that's been pretty consistent all year is we got great goaltending again tonight. Um, but I think we're doing a much better job with details in regards to what we're doing with the puck for the most part. But I think we're starting to um, say figure it out a little bit more in our own zone. There's still a lot we have to do in regards to the compete and the, the strong on, on loose pucks. We don't give second opportunities to good teams. Um, but it's it's coming. Do you see Elias' game when he's on like a night like tonight from a coaching perspective? What is he doing well that allows him to have that success? Yeah, he's got an easy tell when Elias is on. He's got tons of speed through the middle of the ice. So that first goal that um, Dylan made a great wall play, it's Elias coming with a lot of speed underneath. So when he's on, that's typically what you see. And you saw that a numerous times from him tonight. So that means he's skating. And when he's skating, he tends to make good plays. What's the big, biggest difference or differences between six-game losing skid and the six-game run you're on now? Um, it's it's small. Like there There isn't a lot. Like in a lot of those games, we felt like we were playing well. Um, there was always one or two mistakes that cost us games. And then when you start feeling better about yourself, someone's backing up your mistake. And instead of someone's pointing fingers, like you can't do that. And that's just, it's the small line between winning and losing. And that's why it's so hard to win in this league. But when you're feeling good, um, you want to continue to try to run with it as long as you can. What be the, the mentality of, of the group? How has that evolved as you've gone, uh, gotten through this season yeah, so far? To be quite honest with you, I don't think their mentality has changed all that much. They've been, they've been good from the beginning of the year and how they've approached coming to the rink. They're getting rewarded a little bit more now. But we talked this morning, too, about noise, and that's something that I've had in my head for a while. Um, there's noise both ways. So if you listen to the noise on the positive side too, it's all going to snowball the other way, you know? So it's, it's something that they just have to continue to focus on coming to the rink every day and getting better. Good example for a guy like Martin Pospisil doesn't hit the score sheet, but is able to affect the game in other ways. Yeah. Um, he got them running around a little bit with a clean hit. Um, and he, You'd expect that when you hit um, one of their their star players for sure. But um, he went to the net hard today. He did the things that make him a good player. So yeah, he he did a lot of good things too. That is head coach Ryan Huska post game tonight, following a five two win for his group over the Vancouver Canucks here at the Scotia Bank Saddledome. Okay, phone lines open at four zero three two four zero forty four forty four. The text line is open at nine sixty nine sixty right now as well. Phone lines starting to fill up. Text lines already jammed. We'll get to that around the corner. More looks inside the Flames locker room and a whole lot more. Tonight's game has been brought to you by Country Hills Toyota. Flames talk post game available on Apple, Spotify, Google. Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts, your phone calls, your texts, and more coming up next. This is your Flames Talk post game show, and this is Calgary Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. The Flames Talk post game show continues from the Tot Stove Lounge on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Your final score from the Scotiabank Saddledome tonight. The Flames take a 5-2 win over the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, they're now 4-1-1 one, one in their last six games. They knock off a Canucks team that was rolling, and uh, it's a big win for the Flames as they come home for a quick little two-game homestand that wraps up Saturday against the New York Islanders. It's Pat Steinberg along with you. This is your Flames Talk post-game show. We're available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. Phone lines are open at 403 240 44 Text line is open at 
888-760-9960. Give us a call. Fire us a text right now. It's time for the save of the game. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Jacob Markstrom gets the start in net. Not super tested in this game, but uh, a solid night nonetheless for Jacob. And his save of the game comes in period number three. And now Myers will move it up the near boards, off the blade of Bovillia's stick, and behind the Flames' deck. There's a centering pass to Giuseppe with a shot. Nice left shoulder save by Markstrom. That ends up being, when it's all said and done, one of the 22 stops made by Jacob Markstrom. And that is his save of the game tonight, brought to you by Shane Holmes. For every save a Flames goaltender makes, Shane Holmes makes a donation to Kidsport Calgary. Visit ShaneHolmes.com, the better way to build. A solid night for Jacob, second straight. Solid night for him. He looked very strong and uh, did what he needed to do. Um, the two goals that beat him, one's a tic-tac-toe power play goal, the other's a redirect from Hoaglander in front. Thought it was a really solid night for Jacob Markstrom and uh, you can bet he probably gets the start right back in there Saturday against the New York Islanders. Okay uh, let's go back inside the Flames locker room another time before we hit the phone lines and the text line. Here's Jonathan Huberto post game following his two point night in this win. Jonathan, just How does it feel? We all saw that grin of yours after that first goal. How do you feel? Yeah obviously it felt, felt good you know to, it's been a while so I think you know that that was good to get finally finally a goal and a big win for us. It really felt like the crowd. I mean, for the fourth goal at the time it was four one. You, you don't normally expect that sort of ovation for for you. Did, could you feel that 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 love from the crowd? Today? Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I take it in. I think it's nice to get the you know support from the crowd. They've been patient, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know it's, it's, it's nice, obviously. But you know, hopefully that can just get get me going. You know, I think it's a good game. We our line we created a lot of chances, so I think we just got to take that and do it for for next game. We, we saw we saw Backlund embrace you. Like, what does it mean your teammates kind of rallying around you and being happy for you? Yeah, it was good. I think you know I come in and and I work out every day. Thank you. Nobody feels bad for, for yourself, but you know I appreciate the support of my teammate. I think we're, you know, we're a close, close team, and the guy you know are here for me. So, and that was nice. You know, when I came to the bench, yeah, all the guys were happy. So it's good to see. The goal aside, were there other elements of your game though that you look at? That's more what I have to be doing. Yeah, I think making good passes. I mean, and, you know, that's what I think I did throughout the game. And that's what I do usually. So you know that that's creating creating plays, creating you know space for for my teammate. And you know that's what I, I gotta take that and do it every game. Do you feel lighter? The gorilla's off your back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel lighter. I guess it's 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 one game, but I think it's huge for me to take this one and you know take it to, to throughout the, the next game. Do you feel that support around the city too? Like people come up to you and say stuff, encouraging you to get out of this. Yeah, I think you know, like I said, I think you, you saw it with the, the uh, kind of ovation after the, after that goal being four-one. But I think you know, yeah, I think Calgary is, is a great city. I mean, compared to other probably market, you know, they they've been they're supporting me. And like I said, sometimes you know, I see people. I think they they want me to get going. Obviously, and it's it's nice to see. I I know you were a bit rushed on that, but you you know kind of have a point like that could have been one of those ones where you wind up back of the bench thinking. Changes in that moment for you. Yeah, it does. I think you, you know, when you find the back of the net, it's always a, it's always a good sign. So I think, you know, it's a, it has to be like like that. You know, every game. I think you know, just 
when you start creating things, the, the confidence just comes, and you're gonna do it. You know, every time you're on the ice, you're gonna do something good. And I think even your defensive game is gonna get better. You're gonna be in better position, and that's what it was tonight. So I think take, take that, you know, best game of the season, and then. It's a big win for us. I think you know, lately we've been playing good hockey and a big team coming in tonight and in front of our home crowd. It was, it was huge. There you go. That is Jonathan Huberdeau post game. He had a goal and an assist and uh, see if that can uh, help get his game back a little bit closer to where it needs to be. Uh, big night for Jonathan Huberdeau. Goal and an assist as the Flames take a 5-2 win over the Vancouver Canucks. Look, lots to like in this game for Calgary tonight. They were strong. They played well. They uh, were the better team for the vast majority of this hockey game. Really strong at five on five, and uh, they, you know, we didn't really get to see them all that much in the power play. But their five on five game was really strong tonight, and uh, that's something that needs to continue, no doubt about it. Flames now four one and one in their last six games. Okay, to the text line we go before we hit the phone lines. Uh, text line at nine sixty nine sixty. We'll kick it off with Eddie. Great win tonight. It was the best team effort we've seen all season. Complete sixty minute effort from everyone. I think it's safe to say Huberdeau's been hearing everyone's negativity the last few weeks after he scored. I've never seen someone that happy. Hopefully he uses this as a building block to keep getting better. We can again credit Backlund for getting him going. What a captain. Playoffs, is there a chance? Well, um, definitely always a chance, Eddie, when you're talking about being there are still only 16 games is that correct Matt 16 games into the season I mean they definitely have dug themselves a hole. There's no doubt about it. They've definitely put themselves in a tough spot, but yeah, I mean, I don't think that you can write it off at this point. They're going to need to keep going, though. 4-1-1 is great, but let's not forget how bad the 10 was. So they're, this 4-1-1 stretch is just trying to get them back to even footing. 500 gets you nowhere in this league, and below 500 gets you even less. So they're going to have to finish well above the 500 mark if they're going to want to be back in the playoffs. So right now, they are erasing the hole that they've dug for themselves and then trying to build on it. But the one thing I, I really agree with from Eddie there is I, I, I think the Michael Backlund bump we saw it a little bit tonight. Backlund, Coleman, and Huberdeau really struggled against Montreal two nights ago. Tonight they really played well and that's a good sign too and maybe it's not a permanent thing, Huberdeau on the left side of Backlund, but if it can help get him going a little bit and then maybe you can put him back with Lindholm then then that's something that you can try. So uh, definitely a positive what we saw from uh, those three tonight with both Lindholm, uh, sorry, with Huberdeau Coleman and Backlund all playing really well on that line. Really strong night for that trio and uh, was probably Calgary's best line in this game. The Kadri line was really strong again tonight too. So uh, Positives on both those fronts from a Flames standpoint. Um, let's continue along. This says... Um, Pat, great game after a road trip, and hopefully this is a turnaround for Huberdeau. Huska even had him out in the dying minutes. Big Z was standing by Markstrom as the final second ticked off, and there wasn't much of a celebration between the two. Wonder how the team feels about number 16. Any updates on Pelche or Shillington that comes from Claude? Um, as for the, the part about Zadorov and how they feel about him, I, I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I, I wouldn't read too much into a post-game celebration, but I do think that having... Um, I, I do think all of what went down with the trade request and the way it went down. I don't think it was necessarily the um, 
the best way to do it in the opinion of the room. As for updates on Pelche, I still think December at the earliest, but you're probably uh, did a little checking in on it. Probably looking maybe into the new year is when you're looking at a return for Pelche. So you're probably in the six to eight week range still. Maybe it's a little bit earlier, but that's kind of the the latest that that I had I've I've heard. Um, and Shillington, no, no update at all. Uh, this says, can they wear Blasty every night? Something about that kit just brings out the dogs, especially Dylan Dubé. What was it? David Moyer, Dave Moyer, who is um, one of our stats guys at Sportsnet, sent me this text. Says uh, Dubé scored four times. Uh, he scored four times last season wearing the Blasty jersey, and then again tonight. So Moisty with uh, some more extra stats for us, the best in the business. So now uh, since the beginning of last season, five goals he's scored in Blasty jerseys. Not bad for Dylan Dubé. He does go beast mode in that thing. Um, this from Doug and Canmore. Despite a tired team, the boys brought their best performance of the season. Nice to see Huberto pot a goal as well as Lindholm's four-point night. It turned into a three-point night, unfortunately. They took an assist away from Lindholm. How dare they? Uh, but it was a three-point night. Uh, I hope Jonathan listened to the cheers tonight. Clearly the fans want him to be great again. Hope they can build on this win. Keep wearing the black kit at home. That comes from Doug and Canmore. This is uh, Cal in Red Deer. Um, it's hockey. He's a human being and a good one. So happy to see Huberto contribute tonight. Beautiful goal and some nice crisp passes. Great team effort. Hashtag rooting for Hubie. Um, and, and look, one thing that I can absolutely vouch for, Jonathan Huberto is very, very well thought of inside that room. The guy does great things in the community very, very quietly. He really is a good dude. So on that front, I think that, yeah, it it is nice to see him have a really solid game. Uh, This says, uh, great win tonight. They played gritty like hungry dogs and were rewarded for it. Love the look of Coleman, Huberto, and Backlund. Definite chemistry there. Hope Huska leaves them together. They were rough on Tuesday. They were great tonight. They were pretty strong when they played together last year, though. So that's something that they can uh, fall back on as well. Um, This from staff in Fort Mac. Good evening, Pat. Love the effort. Love the speed. Love the result. But the question is, what are the chances of them getting another 42 efforts like tonight's contest? Because that's what it'll take to get into the playoffs. Well, I don't think you need 42 like this to... You, you play games where you're not so good and you win. We know that. But yes, this is... This is uh, uh, somewhat of a blueprint game. There's been a few of those over the last little bit. This is good. They were solid tonight, and, and they were full marks for the victory. They deserved it, and uh, see if they can build on this against the Islanders. This says Greer rules. What a team guy. Um, I, I really do enjoy talking to A.J. Greer. He's one of the best interviews on the team, and uh, I, I really enjoy listening to him and uh, the way he breaks down the game. He, he broke down the goal that he scored when he joined me after 20 minutes of play with so much detail that I only asked two questions. Usually we ask three, but I'm like, well, I'm only going to ask two because he broke this down so well. So he joined us on postgame again. I was like, well, I better better ask him again because it was such a good breakdown. Uh, this says AJ might be the most cerebral Flames interview since Dalton Prout, which is a good callback because Dalton Prout was a hell of an interview as well. Um, this says, Pat, let's not get too excited about Huberto. He's a boat anchor. You know, for one night, can we be positive about a guy who has just taken nothing but slings and arrows? Can one night we be positive about Jonathan Huberdeau? Because he was very, very strong tonight. Um, 
This from Leandro, who says, poo-poo to those who were saying it was a back-to-back. Whatever. The Flames capitalized, and it was amazing to see. You need that momentum. Another solid Markstrom outing, and he wasn't overly busy shots-wise. Three straight wins for the big man. Uh, Sir, I haven't yelled for a goal so loud in my house since he who shall not be named scored in overtime versus Dallas. I nearly cried seeing Huberto's reaction to it. Meant a whole lot. Hope the dome was just as loud. Not sure if the hot stove lounge is at the dome, Patty, but I hope it was loud for the big man. Damn right it is, Leandro. I'm in the bowels of the saddle dome right now. Of course it's at the dome. And yeah, it was loud, especially when Beasley announced his name. Uh, place was really loud uh, and happy for Jonathan. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, this says, Pat, excellent game. Coleman reminds me of Lanco. Always reliable. Huberto and Lindholm finally get the monkeys off their backs. Uh, last, what would it take to get another first rounder to draft Tisha Ginla? Um, he's looking more like his old man every day. Well, um, you know what it would take? Probably trading Lindholm and or Hannafin would, would help you get an extra first-round pick. Uh, Cody and Drum Heller says, can we talk about that defensive play Huberto made with about four minutes left in his zone? Yeah, I thought Huberto was really dialed in this game. It was good to see. Um, this, they played with heart, and it paid off. Love to see Huberto and Lindholm on the board, and Markstrom looking more confident in net. And finally from Jeff, who says, I loved Huberto's reaction after scoring. I think all of the recent criticism is warranted, but I've been really impressed with Jonathan's attitude throughout this tough stretch, especially after his benching. He's handled himself like a pro, and I'm really rooting for him. Go Flames. That comes from Jeff. Okay, text line open at 960-960, and the phone lines are open at 403-240-4444 on this Thursday night. Flames take a 5-2 victory over the Vancouver Canucks. We're available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, live right here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Let's Say hello to Wedley on the phone lines. What's going on, Wedley? I'm with you 100%, and I hope the rest of your night and the callers today, please, can we have just one night of enjoyment? I don't care if we're in first place or last place. We're playing one of our rivals next to Edmonton. I always want to beat them. I don't care if you're team tank or not team tank, whatever. It's our rival. We beat them. Enjoy it, people. I'm seeing so much negativity today, whether it's Team Tank is angry. And Jonathan Huberto, give the guy a break for one night, please. Like uh, earlier today, I noticed his Movember page didn't have a single donation. And I'm usually a Movember donation guy. I threw in some money there and I said out loud, okay, hockey gods, give this guy some karma, something. And so when he scored today, yeah, I I may have did a Tiger Woods fist pump. (laughs) So it makes me, yes, it's one game, and I'm very well aware, and somebody will call in and say, oh, that guy is a little excited. I'm like, yes, I'm sorry. I enjoy the little moments. I'm happy, you know, I'm hoping this leads to something. As long as he's on our team, we need him to do well. So we can keep dumping on him all we want to, but if this turns into a nice point streak, I'll take it. But, you know, like, uh, he looked good today, and yes, we need to see more of it, and I hope we do. But I'm happy the crowd cheered him. That that made me really happy too. Happy yeah, was, Lindholm. Uh, that was I, I, I honestly. Think, oh, go ahead. That was probably. I was going to say that was probably the loudest it was in here all night. Like it was. I I, yeah. I, I like to hear that. And and you know what? That there's been a lot of people ever since the benching who've said, "Hey, let's let's try to go about it a different way and and be yeah. positive." And like and so I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. And that's what I love about Huska. Yeah. Tough but fair. He benched him. And yeah, it probably embarrassed him. 
but then today he's out there at the last minute of the game. So it's like, you know, he'll reward you when you're earning it and he'll take it away when you're not. And that's how a coach should be. I don't like the coaches that, okay, you had a bad week or bad game. You're stapled to the bench permanently, right? So I like that about Huska. You know, I'm, I'm glad he threw him out there. And, and now it's up to Jonathan. He has to keep, the, you know, be consistent. Like, don't lay an egg on Saturday now. So take the confidence he got from today, and he sounds way more happier in the press conference I heard, or post-game. Yeah. And I hope he brings it on Saturday and further. So, And I think it was Lindholm who said today, uh, yeah, it was on your guys' show, that he said um, he's, he, it will come. And today it, it should be four points. I don't know why they took the one assist away. He's the one that passed it to Anderson, so I'm still confused think, on that I one. Think, I think Manjapani must have redirected it on the way in. Oh, did he? Okay. I mean, that, I that, that's that the then. only – That's the, I haven't seen a replay of it, but that's the only explanation yeah. I could have for taking that okay. little assist away. Okay, fair enough. Still a three-point night. So um, I'll let you get to other callers, but I just wanted to say, guys like, or guys and girls, please, for one night. You can go back to bashing Huberto tomorrow and talking about Team Tank and trading everybody and whatnot, but enjoy. We beat our rivals. We beat the Canucks. Go Flames, go. Good luck on Saturday, and have a good night, Pat. We'll talk Thanks, again Wed. soon. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it, man. 403-240-4444 is your phone number. Following a Flames 5-2 win over the Vancouver Canucks. Evan is up next. What's up, Evan? Hey, Patty. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing great, man. Yeah, I just like I wanted to talk quickly about, you know, there's been a lot of people, like, cheering on Team Tank. And uh, you know, I was in the Dome tonight, and it was pretty clear to me that fans are pretty fired up to – get behind this team and this roster so i i know you like to play a pretty even steven here but i i'm hoping you can enter or um yeah, entertain me here and maybe pull out your uh your imagination brush for me and you know kind of paint out for me the next 60 games here because i i you know i'm getting fired up for this team again four one one in the last six games i know it's you know there's a lot of negativity in the room there's a lot been a lot of negative chatter on twitter in the media but you know, I, I I feel pretty optimistic about this team still. Uh, you know, I see a lot of upside. We've been a lot of a lot of crappy storylines coming out to start. Obviously, some players not firing up the way we want to. But you know, I, you know, in the next sixty games, like I don't I don't see it's impossible for us to start making some noise here, getting a wild card spot in the top three. And I know you like to play it straight, but uh, hoping you can uh, humor me a little bit here tonight. Well, I mean, look, I I I think it's they they definitely they, they got a first of all dig themselves actually out of the hole and put themselves in a spot where they're back to even. I mean, they put themselves in a really bad spot where their first 10 or 11 games. So that, that, that makes it difficult to begin with. I do think they're going to have an uphill climb to make the playoffs. If I'm being perfectly honest, a lot of times it is just statistically, for instance, do I think Vancouver's the best team in the West? No, I do not. But I think that they have put themselves in a good spot to protect the playoff spot between here and the end of the season. And statistically, when you get off to a, a start like they've gotten off to through October and now into November, you're able to be you're able to protect that playoff spot more often than not. And a lot of times when you get off to starts like Calgary and Edmonton have gotten off to, and you dig yourself that type of hole, statistically the odds are against you for coming all the way back. Now that being said, uh, until this team decides to pivot and go in a different direction, all they can do is try to put some wins together. I think this team is capable of being a much better team than they were when they had that awful 10 game start and I think that if Jonathan Huberdeau can I, we don't need
need Jonathan Huberdeau to be a 115-point player, but if Huberdeau can be more of an offensive driver and if Lindholm can get back to the way that we know he's capable of playing and if Jacob Markstrom can be the guy that he's been for most of this season and specifically the way he's played the last two games, I think the Flames can put themselves right back in the mix. And and so to, to your point, over the next 60 games, they probably got to play like 620, 625 hockey if they're going to want to be in a playoff spot. But if they can if they can win more than they lose, at the very least, they'll, I think, put themselves in a much more interesting position and at least make their final, you know, 10 games interesting, final five games interesting. I, I think it is realistic for them to work themselves back into the mix. Sure. That's awesome, man. That's all I had for tonight. Okay. You have a great night, Evan. Yeah, you too. Cheers. Uh, 403-240-4444 on the phone lines as the Flames take a 5-2 win over Vancouver. George is with us. What's up, George? Hey, Patty. How are you doing tonight, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, man, I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> I enjoyed the heck out of that game tonight. I, I really did. And uh, that was, for me anyway, that was easily the best game the Flames have played all year from start to finish. It was, uh, you know, you got to give them as a team uh, a bunch of credit. And lots of credit to Elias Lindholm. You know, he stepped up in a big way tonight. And I know he's had a really, really off season, uh, especially as a UFA. But, you know, when I'm going to criticize someone, you know, when they do well, I got to give them props. So I give him props. And, you know, even Jonathan Huberto, you know, he, he had easily his best game of the year tonight. I know it's one game, but, you know, the guy scored a goal. It was a nice goal. And uh, I thought for the most part, he, like I said, he, I thought he easily looked the best uh, – He's looked tonight, and it was uh, you guys that were talking. I don't remember if it was uh, today or yesterday's uh, Flames talk where you were talking about, you know, in Montreal, that line didn't look good at all. They were underwater the whole game. But, you know, to maybe keep them together and see because that was a one-off. And, you know, for one game only, that uh, the backland Coleman and Huberto line, you know, looked pretty solid. So, I mean. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah, make I mean, any changes to it for, for Saturday's game. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't. I mean, the thing is, Patty, I I understand why coaches mix up lines. Some in this league do it more than others, and then some really don't like to do it. But I'm not a a big fan of doing it constantly because at some point, even if it's not going well, you you have to see if guys can stick together for more than five, ten-game period, maybe even a 15-game period, see if they can develop some chemistry. I mean, can you imagine if they never left the cardio line together, you know, what could have been? And now you see that these guys click and they continually click. So I'm I'm not I understand when you gotta put lines in a blender, but like I'm not a fan of doing it constantly. Yeah, I'm curious and I, my my guess is they probably keep Dubé with Lindholm and Manjapani for the next game and you know the the Kadri line's not going anywhere and the Backland line probably isn't going anywhere and then you can kind of put together your number 4 line the way you want. Do you keep Rizichka in? Does he come out? Does Dewar come back in? I think Greer stays in for sure and Sharon Govich obviously stays in, but yeah, that would be uh, you probably are looking at pretty decent continuity going into Saturday's game. Yeah, hopefully. And I absolutely loved Martin Pospisil tonight. I mean, I've loved him all year, but tonight may have been my favorite game I've seen him play. I, it was the style of play he played. I know it's been an adjustment for him to be that player that he was in junior and in the minor leagues because of, you know, the concussion and the fight that he had. And, you know, that let's be honest, that almost ended his career, legitimately almost ended his career. So I can see why he'd be very apprehensive 
about really ramping it up and playing that style. But we, the guy has speed. He does have some skill. But tonight we saw that jam. And it, yeah, and really for the first time just, we, we saw that. Like, And that's not a bad thing. I think you, you need to, what, this is his sixth NHL game. You know, that, that, that can be... That can be difficult to to fully put on display in the highest league in the world, and so I think for the first time we did see that, which is uh, a really important thing too. Yeah, it reminded me of Michael Furland when we had Furland. I don't know if you agree with that comparison or not. That's not that a bad reminded comparison. me of that. Like, yeah. The, yeah, I like that. Yeah, so it reminded me of that. And, and let's be honest, the Flames need a, a player or two like that. You know. Yeah, they, they, need, team, so they, so they, they could use some more grease and grit and dirt in their lineup for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then finally, Patty, I really enjoyed your interview with A.J. Greer post-game and in the first intermission. But really, like somebody else said it before, and I'll repeat it, but the guy is very cerebral, like especially when he's explaining the defensive zone breakouts and moving the puck up the ice, which, you know, it's very important for this team because the way they play is primarily a north-south system, right? So I just – the guy's a really smart guy. <laughs> I know it's way way too early to make this comment, but when, when, this, when it's said and done with this guy, like he, he seems to me like a guy who, who would be a good coach down the road. I mean, he's, well, he's I very well-spoken. Sure. He's very smart. And, he, and, and he's a hell of – like he is a hell of a player. For his role, he fits it perfectly. Again, I say – what a blessing it was to get this guy off waivers off Boston because he's been a great fit for this team. You know, he's had some off games too, but every player on this team has this year. But um, really glad we picked him up, and I'm really glad he's part of the Calgary Flames. He's uh, He's been one of the few, few, few consistent players in a good way on this team. So enjoy him as a player. Really enjoy him as an interview. Agreed. All right, my man. Hey, it was great talking to you tonight, my friend. I hope you have a good night. Thanks, Georgie. We'll talk soon. 403-240-4444 is your phone number following a Flames 5-2 win over Vancouver. Uh, take one more call before we jump back inside the uh, Flames locker room. Let's say hello to our buddy, Anand. What's going on? Good evening, buddy. How are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Yeah, uh, I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, I just uh, finished my late night shift. I was, I got uh, actually recently hired by Bell Media, so I was just finishing shift and adding home. Yeah, great game tonight. I love how Huberto played. Uh, great uh, game by him. Uh, even uh, what they call uh, Lindholm, Dubé, and everybody. Uh, great job. Yeah, let's keep up the positive uh, positivity. Like uh, Wedley and Al Happing saying, it's uh, one game. Uh, it's one of the best games uh, Flames have played. Uh, do you uh, did you see the second period as well? How uh, offensive they kept, uh, the pressure they gave to the Vancouver Canucks. That was awesome as well, right? Yeah, they were they were good. They uh, they had the Canucks on their heels for a good chunk of this game, and they also didn't really allow a very potent Vancouver offense to get that much traction, especially at five on five. I thought it was a really strong. Strong game. It's a full marks win for the Flames. They played well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I hope they can keep up the same momentum uh, with the Islanders game on Saturday. Uh, one question for you, just uh, I'm going to keep it as general as possible for goaltending. Uh, what do you expect for Saturday, Jacob Markstrom or Dan Bladar? Uh, I, I, I would guess Markstrom again. Markstrom again. All right. Sounds good, Patty. Have a good night. Uh, talk to you soon, and thanks for taking my call. Good to hear from you, buddy. We'll talk soon. 
Thanks, and, and, and uh, the phone lines are open at 403-240-4444. The phone lines are, uh, I just said that, the phone lines are open. The text line is open at 960-960. Still have a couple of lines open if you want to chat tonight following a 5-2 Flames win over the Vancouver Canucks. You can call now. You can text now at 960-960. Let's go back inside the Flames locker room. We heard from tonight's number two star, Jonathan Huberdeau, with a goal and an assist. Let's hear from tonight's number one star. We thought he had a goal and three assists. They took it assist away so it's a goal and two assists but still three point night for Elias Lindholm who spoke post game following tonight's 5-2 win well you had talked this morning about opportunities and staying with it and I think you had a three maybe four point night I'm not sure about the official scoring but uh, how good did that feel to contribute in a way where on a pretty complete game by your entire team no yeah uh, like you said I think uh, you know uh, obviously kind of a little slow start but um, I thought they looked with a a little faster than us in the beginning, and but uh, after that, I thought we we control the game and and didn't get off too much, and, and you know, uh, uh, yeah, Marky played well in net, and and so it's a good game. How how huge is it to be the best team in the conference? Like, how do you feel after that? No, I mean, I think uh, like I said this morning, it's uh, lately we've been playing better, um, start seeing. Um, you know, better signs out there of, of kind of what we want to do, and and you know, the lines are um, kind of where we're supposed to be and and you know and us line has played well and so on so uh you know we're we're coming and obviously they come off a uh you know late night trip there and and so on so but uh it's always nice to win you guys obviously had the six game losing streak and now these last six games you guys have been playing so much better and getting better results does it feel different i mean what's what, what's changed uh yeah i think uh a lot has changed um you know i think we're we're, um, you know, uh, following the system more, um, more dialed in, more winning more battles, and, and um, you know, we're working harder. And, um, you know, all, it com- all comes down to, you know, um, there's a lot of good teams in this league, and, and you know, you're not going to win on the scale. And uh, we're one of those teams that, you know, uh, need to work uh, harder than the other team to, to win games. And, and um, uh, I think we're starting really realizing that. It felt like everyone in the arena, probably other than the Canucks, Celebrating Huberto's goal, there. it's just good to see him get that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's uh, working hard. Obviously, it's it's not not off to the start he he wanted, but uh, you know, he's working hard. He's a great teammate, and and you know, uh, it was nice to see that one and go in, and, and obviously it was a nice goal. And your group is doing with a lot of noise from the outside, and you're starting to find the results. What's it say about you know, considering the, there might be distractions that you've been able to kind of put this little string together? What's it say about your group? Uh, I mean, uh, I think uh, there's uh, things going on, and, and um, you know, I think uh, we try to shut it out and, and, and just stay in there and, and, you know, talk it out or whatever it is. And, and uh, you know, a lot of the guys that's been here for, for a long time, and, and we're a tight, tight group, so, um, you know, um, we just try to um, shut the, the noise uh, uh, from the outside off and, and uh, focus on the games. There you go. That is Elias Lindholm, your number one star tonight with a goal and three points as part of a 5-2 win over Vancouver. As we continue on your Flames Talk postgame, let's select tonight's player with heart, brought to you by HeartFit Clinic, and uh, tonight going to go with Mackenzie Weger. Could easily have been one of the three stars tonight. Thought Weger was really strong. He played just over 20 minutes, 20 minutes and 28 seconds, had the goal that started the Flames uh, to, and, and started their run, tied the game late in the first period. Weger finished with four shots on net, 
11 shot attempts uh, to lead the team. He had two individual scoring chances and one high danger chance. I thought that Weger had himself a really strong game in that respect. And then even when you take a look at his on-ice metrics, was pretty strong as well. Uh, so a good night from Mackenzie Weger. We're going to go with him for tonight's Player with Heart. It's brought to you by HeartFit Clinic for HeartFit assessments and proven treatments. Not available at your doctor's office. Visit HeartFit.ca as the Flames take a 5-2 victory over the Vancouver Canucks here at the Scotiabank Saddledome. And the Flames uh, are now 4-1-1 in their last six games. Tonight's game has been brought to you by Country Hills Toyota. Let's go back inside the Flames locker room for a final time. Dylan Dubé with a big goal in this game. He uh, put the Flames out in front with his uh, 2-1 goal at 10:49 of the second period. Let's get some thoughts from Dylan Dubé post-game following Calgary's 5-2 victory over Vancouver. Dylan, it's right on the minute to win a goal. It's got <laughs> to be a throw. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> who doesn't like Vegas, I guess? I don't know. So, uh, yeah, it was... Well, uh, I remember like going out on the ice uh, or they announced it and I was kind of chuckling in my head and then uh, you know when we scored I, I don't know you don't realize that and then everyone on the bench was pretty uh, fired up for uh, <laughs> people that just wanted in I just met them actually so they're gonna try and line it up for when we play so you know they brought some good luck to us too. What did they say to you when you met them? Yeah, yeah, yeah we we're kind of all in shock to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> What's more surprising, a trip to Vegas or me scoring? So, <laughs> so no, it was, a, it was a good one for sure. I was pretty happy happy that, uh, you know, once I realized that it was actually, like, it's pretty funny, to be honest, that that worked out. Did you book a trip with them? Yeah, I said they owe me a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> um, for you guys, we could feel in the whole rank of seeing when Hubert scored. The fans were just an amazing ovation. You guys all seem so pumped. It's just got to be great to see him get rewarded for the work that way. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great. It's a nice goal, too. Um, you know, it's just throughout the lineup, I think, uh, you know, get that win in Montreal, um, get rolling. I, we've, you know, we've had hard times coming back to this rink after trips and travel and for everybody just to come out and have a really good game. It was awesome to see. And um, I know it's a empty net goal, but Hubie had a huge play at the end when he blocked that pass and got it to Lindy, so all around he had a really good night. You you I, talked about just how great a teammate this guy is and how positive an attitude he is. Just he meant, talk about yeah, that and, and just that feeling of a guy that you really like getting off the schneid there. Well, you just you learn a, you learn a ton from him, to be honest. Like He's played for however long, and um, you know his, his attitude coming to the rink um, every day, he's positive and tries to get better, and you know, for a guy like that, I think, you know, Regardless, that feeds off on everybody that he's here. He's shown showing his work, and you know it's nights like that he gets rewarded. So it's uh, it was awesome for him, and um, yeah, he's a great guy in this locker room for us. It's only two in a row, Dylan. Does it feel like you guys are starting to build in the right direction and putting it together as a team now? Yeah, I think so. I think we're trying to take care of home ice, and um, you know it was good for us in coming back. Like yesterday was a you know tiring day for some guys. They had a little bit of a rest day, and we came out. Uh, a little slow at the start, but we got our legs and um, you know played the way we needed to. In Dylan, terms of has been playing at a certain level over the last six games or so, I think four one over the last six. But you've done it with some of that noise on the outside. What does it say about your group to not only kind of string something together, but to cap it off tonight against one of the best teams in the league? Yeah, they're hot coming in. We knew that, and yeah, for us, it's uh, you know we take care of every night. We're playing with the guys who are on the. Or in the lineup that night, it just needs to be together. It needs to win. I know, regardless, every guy in this uh, 
locker room's a competitive guy and loves winning, so um, that's what we take into every single night. Does it feel like you guys have gotten hot though? I mean, it's nine points in the last possible twelve. Clearly, stuff's going right. For sure, yeah. It's you know, it's been good. Um, you know, I think uh, I think we just need to keep going. I don't, you know, I don't think there can be ups and downs. I think it's just just keep going, show up tomorrow, and have a good practice. What does, is it like on a team when you're the momentum is building? Like the second <coughs> it was kind of like freight train. You guys got something going, and then it just got let go. What is that like? Uh, you know, it's we're just trying to. Uh, the game almost gets easier when you get momentum and, and get playing. I think that's the, the biggest thing, especially second period. Um, simple thing, but you're changing forwards in the O zone and when they're trapped in the zone and, um, you know, a fresh pair comes out, it's hard for teams to get off. We get trapped in it too. It's hard playing that way. And I think that second period, we just kind of kept them on their heels with that momentum of, of teams breaking it, breaking everyone down and fresh guys coming on. And, um, you know, the fresh guys coming on, it kind of, you know, you build that shift for the guys next, and um, it really worked for us tonight. There you go. That is Dylan Dubé postgame. He picked up a goal as part of a 5-2 Flames win over the Vancouver Canucks. It's Steinberg along with you as our Flames Talk postgame continues, and it's time to look ahead. Looking ahead is brought to you by Oncolytics Biotech, fighting cancer by unleashing the power of the immune system. To learn more about how they use a patient's immune system to battle cancer, visit oncolyticsbiotech.com. Next up for the Flames, Saturday night, Hockey Night in Canada game against the New York. Islanders. It'll be on Sportsnet West and City TV at 5 o'clock. Note the start time for Saturday's game, 5 p.m. for the Flames and the New York Islanders. Uh, Flames have dominated this head-to-head matchup in recent years. They are 7-1-1 in their last last nine games with the Islanders. That dates back all the way to March of 2017. So, uh, yeah, lots of success against the Islanders of late. Um, Last year, Flames went 1-0-1 against New York. They fell in overtime to them uh, on November 7th, and that was in New York, and then they won here at the Scotiabank Saddledome uh, by a 4-1 score on January 6th of last season. So that's next up for the Flames. They'll take on the Islanders on Saturday night at 5 o'clock. Then Monday, they're on the road in Seattle. Wednesday, on the road in Nashville. That's the next week or so for the Flames, and that is Looking Ahead. Brought to you by Oncolytics Biotech. Fighting cancer by unleashing the power of the immune system. To learn more about how they use a patient's immune system to battle cancer, visit Oncolyticsbiotech.com. Back to the text line. We go at 960-960. Uh, this says, uh, what stood out for me was the key shot blocks against the Canucks. Also, good anticipation on the forecheck in the ozone, collecting loose pucks, etc. Hashtag footwork. Congrats. Pretty good discipline at the end of the day. Overall, uh, penalty minutes, uh, not detrimental anyways. They were very disciplined. Uh, they did pretty well in not letting the Canucks get too much power play time in this game. Uh, this says, sip that bum, Ruzichka. That's from Jordan. The only reason I read that is because it comes from the boyfriend of Jennifer. Jennifer listens and texts all the time, is a massive Ruzichka fan um, and uh, Jordan is her boyfriend and says he needs to sit. Um, he says he's in the doghouse as well. Uh, so I thought I'd read that. James says, thought this was a great game by the Flames. Hope they can keep stringing wins together and hopefully change players' minds about staying. Go Flames, go. Uh, this reads from Mike. That was the best game
game of the year for the team. They had sustained pressure and were making plays. The team played well as a five-man unit, and their transition game was spot on. Just wondering when we can see Coronado back with the team. Uh, they could use him on the power play. And he's doing pretty well on the Wranglers. Special teams going to be key if they're going to get back into the playoff picture. I do know the Flames are very happy with the way that Coronado's playing in the American League. I don't think it's going to be long. Uh, I'm curious to see if Coronado goes on this trip to uh, Ontario, California over the weekend with the Wranglers. I, I guess what I would say is that I don't think it's too, too long. I, I, I do think that the team is pretty impressed with the way he's playing in the American League right now. Um... This says, these wins are fun to watch, and it's nice to see a player to see players A, produce, and B, celebrate, but the Ws are the worst thing for the future of this franchise right now, in my opinion. Murray's already on the phone with Conroy, yelling at him to get Lindholm locked up and not to sell anyone. That comes from Dylan in Revy. I don't know if that's the case, Dylan, but I understand your skepticism. Um... This says, Patty, long-time long listener, first-time texter. Like the look from the team. Hopefully they can keep it going. Uh, I like your show and uh, the dedication you put in, by the way. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Text back anytime, not just because of the nice things you said. Um, Jamie says, I wish I wasn't so skeptical about this result, but they had a tired opponent, and the third period really displayed that. I'm reserving judgment until they have some nice efforts like this against equally rested teams. Happy with the result, but I have no reason to think this is an indication of things to come. That comes from Jamie, who is uh, quite skeptical tonight. Um, and look, I will say this. Calgary's schedule to this point has not been super difficult, at least in terms of the opposition that they've played. You know, we haven't seen them play Vegas yet. We haven't seen them play Colorado. They've played Dallas. Uh, this is a, a Vancouver team that is is rolling right now. We know that, but is, as Jamie pointed out, uh, also on the second half of a back-to-back. So I guess if you want to take that into account, you can. But I am curious to see, like this road trip coming up, Seattle, then Nashville, then Dallas, then Colorado. Like that's going to be a really Really interesting road trip, especially the back-to-back with Dallas, Colorado to wrap it up. So then they come home and they got Vegas after that. You know, the, all of a sudden the opponents are going to get a little bit more difficult as time starts to roll on here. So that's going to be important to watch as well. Um, this says, going to keep it nice and short. Kadri and the kids continue to impress the living hell out of me. I'm so excited about what they'll do. Uh, yeah, I thought they had another really strong game. I thought that or the backland line, uh, the two one of the two best lines. They were definitely the two best lines, uh, and then one of those two was the best line for the Flames this evening. Uh, this says, great game tonight, and let's celebrate Huberto and Lindholm. These guys earn their money off the ways in, eyes, uh, in ways I can't imagine with having so many bosses. Way to go, boys, and boy, what a face of happiness when Huberto scored. This says, Pat, how much do you think the recent success can be contributed to a team getting used to and buying into a new system from the coach? I think Husk is a great guy behind the bench, but similar to Playfair's tenure, it's tough being the voice following a Hall of Fame coach in Sutter, especially when he was part of preaching the message last year hope they go the nashville route from last year where they sell some pieces but push for wins down the stretch picks be damned get some nhl ready prospects and turn this thing around quick um 
I do think part of it, yeah, I mean, Marks have already even said it earlier on our postgame show, that I, I do think part of it is getting more and more comfortable with the way they need to play. Sam writes, Pat, heck of a game tonight. Finally saw an engaged Huberdeau. Nice to see him get rewarded. Now let's see if he can use it as a building block. Markey again was solid. Really liking the line of Kadri and the kids. Relentless in showing some grit and bite. After tonight's performance, I wouldn't touch the lineup against the Islanders. Things are trending up, but the next thing that needs to be unlocked is this stagnant power play. No doubt about that. Um, this says, great win tonight. Shout out to Huberto for finally breaking through. It was great to see him smiling and the relief on his face. Um, this says, Pat, great win for the boys. What a great smile from Huberto on his goal. One thing I want to comment on listening to post flames right now i really enjoyed that breakdown that greer gave on the goal instead of the usual hockey terms he really piqued my interest on how things work in such a fast-paced game markstrom was solid Lind lindholm had a strong game even dubay's amazing uh great work boys let's not slip there you go on the text line at 960 960 great stuff on the text line um and let's get back to the phone lines now at 403-240-4444 following a flames 5-2 win over over Vancouver. Got time for a few more calls on this Thursday night. We'll start it off with Jose. What's going on, Jose? We can't go for we, we don't have we don't have a Jose forty five minutes in us, so we gotta keep it going. Oh, you're so dramatic. Holy when have I ever gone forty five minutes? You would you would if I let you. I yeah, I, I definitely would. If you let me, man, I would I would run the whole hour, but you never let me, man. So I just gotta put up with what I can put up with. But Speaking of putting up with things, Pat, it's so hard with this team, man. And, and I mean, this is just, it's a life thing, too. You know what the hardest thing in life is, man? The hardest virtue to develop, man, is patience. So hard. And I'll tell you one thing, man. It's interesting that we played Vancouver tonight because on that other side of that ledger, there was a team last year that, was going to sell off Besser. They were going to trade off Besser. JT Miller looked like the worst signing in the, in the you know, in Canucks franchise history. And Pedersen was a shell of himself. And there was like just, that team was just in shambles. We're and talking about the end the of last fans? year. Well, about, about the Vancouver Canucks. I know, but at the end of last year. Well, like, like at the beginning of last, like throughout the, throughout the year. Well, the only one I'll the only one I'll push back on is Pedersen because he had triple digits in points last year. Right, but but didn't he start off the season like really slow because he was hurt or something like like he had a wrist injury or? All I know is Elias Pedersen had a career high in points last year and hit triple digits last year. Okay, but either way, like Vancouver, if it was up to the fans, that team would have been dismantled and taken apart. But it's not up to the fans, and I'll tell you, these guys have a hard job having to listen to us complain and whine and bitch and blah, blah, blah. But, man, sometimes you just got to have patience. And I hate this clickbait of, of people saying, you know, uh, Hubert O's the worst contract in Flames history. Uh, listen, everybody give your heads a shake, all right? The worst contract of Flames history was James Neal. That's the be-all and it all. That's it. Done. That was the worst contract of Flames history. That's where it's at. It's not Huberto. And and, I'll, and when I look at Huberto, I'll give you two examples of two different guys in, in, in terms of a fall from grace, if you will. Jonathan Chichu and the guy that I was just talking about, JT Miller, right? 
So JT Miller or James guy... Neal? JT Miller or James Neal? No, no, JT Miller. JT Miller is the leading scorer in the NHL. That's correct. Right? But last year, what did it look like for him? Uh, I don't, I don't know. He had he had eighty two points last year. He had eighty two points last year, but most most of them towards the end of the year. I don't. I we don't. We kind of act like he was going through. He was he was going through a frustrating spell where he was even you know, like swearing on 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 in interviews and and being real salty because things weren't going good for J T Miller in Vancouver. Yeah, I remember that. I just don't remember when that was. I, I know he was an 82-point guy last year, though. Yeah, at the end of the day, because the guy turned it around. And I think Huberto's going to do the same thing, too. I think eventually he's going to turn it around because this is what these guys do. They turn it around. I mean, the hardest part with consistency is keeping faith in the process when you're not getting the results. And... As hard as it is for us to watch, man, it's got to be a thousand times harder for this guy to live it. And at the end of the day, you know, I guess people get frustrated because, you know, the, the results aren't there or the points aren't there and they think that Hubert O isn't working hard. But, you know, the one thing is sometimes you just got to stick to the process. And Kadri is a good example of this. Kadri is a guy who's just sticking to the process, kept going, even keeled, didn't worry about what people were saying, and people were, it was rubbing people the wrong way, and it was a little bit, it was coming off as, 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 a, as a little bit polarizing because of that, well, like, why doesn't this guy care? Why doesn't this guy have passion? Why isn't this guy angry? Well, the hardest thing about keeping even keel and staying consistent is keeping your emotions consistent as well. And, and Huberto's had bad body language, man. He's had... He's had a frustrating slump in his in his in his gait and, and it's just and it comes off like he just he evokes this 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 negativity and that's why everybody kinda of, it's easy fodder. People jump on him and, and people are, are, are using him like a trampoline. But you know, I don't know if you heard Hitchcock the other day with um with Kiprios, but he was brilliant. He was he was talking brilliant. And they were asking him about a guy like Huberto. And he said, you know, you got to let your stars just play through these things. Put them against the other guy's best – put them against the other team's best players. Let them get through it. Let him work it out. Because this is why he has been a star in the league, and this is why I believe that he will regain some form of that star status. I don't think he's going to get 115 points, but if the guy can get 75 to 80 points – I'd be happier with that. I'll tell you that for, for sure. sure. They, Brother, they, uh, if, if that can happen, that would be a massive win, Jose. I will see if it if it does, but that would be a massive win for the team. Good stuff, buddy. It's good to hear from you. Okay, pal. Take Talk soon. That wasn't that wasn't forty five minutes. It was only six minutes. Well done. Well, yeah, because you always you always cry about how long my calls are, man. Holy your calls are long. Your calls. In. You're you're a long you're a long call guy. So it's what I like to give you. I, I can give you a hard time. You can take it. You can take it. Uh, yeah, I, I, you're right. I can take it, Armando. Okay, brother. Love uh, you, adios. We'll talk soon. Ciao, man. Thanks, Jose. Ciao, man, indeed. Uh, Sarah, you're up next. Following a Flames five two win over Vancouver. What's up, Sarah? 
Hey, Pat, it's your favorite Canucks fan. Oh, how we doing? <laughs> uh, it was a rough night, I gotta be honest. Uh, I was at the game, and it was good to see, like, there was definite relief on both, like, Dubé and Huberto. Like, you just watched their position, body position changed after their goals, um, which was all right, from my point of view, not great. But from Flames fans around me, they all seem super pumped about both those goals. Um, but what I have to say is I did not expect the Flames to shut down players like Quinn Hughes the way they did. They were on top of all of those, like Hughes, Pedersen, Besser, like they were ghosts tonight. And I have to give the Flames credit where credit is due. Yeah, I mean they they it was it was a solid five on five game for Calgary tonight. They they played well. There's no doubt. Well, and I, that's what I wanted to know. Like, is this the most? I think that, like from my perspective, this is the most complete game they I think they've played this season, where they actually played for what seemed like actually sixty minutes. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, I, I thought it I thought it absolutely was. I wish it wasn't against my team, but I. I have to give them props where props are due. So uh, hopefully this does not continue because I we still have to face them three more times. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, look, I thought that I thought the the only guy of the the big names for Vancouver that I thought played well tonight. I thought uh, I thought. I thought Quinn actually had a really solid game. I mean, wasn't as good as we know he can be, but I still thought he was flying out there and, and made, you know, five or six plays that only he and a select few other defensemen could make. So I thought I thought Quinn Hughes played well tonight. Um, but I thought generally the Flames did a nice job against the, 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 the big names for the Canucks tonight. I, I, I do want to see them have to actually face Demko, though. That will be the true test, I think, for Yeah, DeSmith was not very good tonight. I'll, I'll, I'll agree No, that. he wasn't. <laughs> but on top, like, DeSmith wasn't very good, but neither were the Canucks. The Flames were nope. definitely the better team tonight, almost from start to finish. Yes, and I hate to admit that. Trust me, the fans in the area I was in definitely let me hear it. <laughs> good. Yeah, I'm sure you guys enjoyed that. Anyways, hopefully, uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, it, I, it'll be interesting to see what they play against with the Islanders because, um, yeah, the, the Islanders should be, you know, somewhat well-rested-ish because they're not coming all the way from the coast. So hopefully yeah. that's, uh, that's a better test for them. We'll see. We'll see. I appreciate it, Sarah. Have yourself a great night. You too, Pat. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Bye. That'll wrap us up on the phone lines. Thank you so much for all your texts and your phone calls. Great stuff on the text line. Great stuff on the phone lines tonight as the Flames come away with a 5-2 victory over the Vancouver Canucks. They're now 4-1-1 in their last six games. It's time for tonight's final summary. Actually, uh, the Flames did trail in this game as Elias Pettersson opened the scoring on the power play at 9.38 of the first period. Pettersson made it 1-0 with his eighth of the year. JT Miller, Quinn Hughes draw the assists. Those are the three leading scorers in the NHL, so they all go from 26 to 27 points with uh, the Pedersen goal. 1-0 Canucks. Flames get that back, though, on a McKenzie Weger goal 
Uyghur makes it 1-1 at 17.55 of the first period. His third of the year from A.J. Greer and Elias Lindholm, and it was 1-1 after 20 minutes of play. Flames have the only goals in the second period, starting with the go-ahead marker. Dylan Dubé makes it 2-1 at 10.49. Dubé from Andrew Mangiapane and Rasmus Anderson, and then late in the period, a big one from Noah Hannafin, his third of the year. Hannafin from Blake Coleman and Elias Lindholm at 19.24. Flames led 3-1 after 40 minutes of play. They go out in front 4-1 early in the third when Jonathan Huberdeau snaps an 11-game goalless drought. Huberdeau scores his third of the year from Michael Backlund and Coleman at 5.53 to make it 4-1. Canucks get one back on a Niels Hoaglander redirect at 10.06. Hoaglander's fourth from Tyler Myers and Sam Lafferty to make it 4-2, but the Flames seal it into an empty net with just under two minutes to go in the third period. Elias Lindholm snaps a 10-game goalless drought with an empty netter. Lindholm's third from Huberdeau at 18.08 gets us to our 5-2 final score. Final shots, 39-24 in favor of the Flames. Calgary finishes 0-2 for 2 on the power play. Vancouver 1-3 for 3 with the man advantage. Your three stars tonight, number three, A.J. Greer, number two, Jonathan Huberdeau, and with a goal and three points, Elias Lindholm, your number one star tonight. With the win, Calgary improves to 6-8-2. and two. They're back in action Saturday at home to the New York Islanders while Vancouver falls to 12-4-1. They're back in action Saturday at home to Seattle. That is your final summary. And now for everyone involved in Flames Hockey tonight for our broadcast crew of Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson for our on-site engineers, Tim Khalil and Randy Opperman for our reporter, Logan Gordon, and for our outstanding producer, Shan Vergie. My name is Pat Steinberg, and that'll wrap us up on our Flames Talk post-game show, which is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Next up for the Flames, they take on the New York Islanders. Note the start time Saturday night. It is a 5 o'clock face-off, which means we're on the air at 4 o'clock with your Calgary Flames warm-up. Have yourself a wonderful rest of your Thursday. Have yourself a wonderful rest of your week. Your final score from the Scotiabank Saddledome. Flames win 5-2 over the Vancouver Canucks. This has been your Flames Talk post-game show available wherever you get your podcasts. And this has been Calgary Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960. The Fan.